Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Bob Stoffer, Nice District at Rogers Place. Reed Wilkins has the City Ford Faceoff show today at 5.35. As a result, Oilers Now, 90-minute version moves up to 4 to 5.30. Guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. Book your celebration for the census at jvedmonton.ca. Bob Stoffer with you along with Brendan Escott, Derek Scott, Kellen Kennedy, Cam Moon, Jack Michaels, slide by later. The Oilers in the Vancouver Canucks tonight as we head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. And we welcome back for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. John Shannon. Hello, John. How you doing? I'm great, Bob. How are you? Good. Um, well, it's an interesting time of the year, isn't it? And uh, tonight the Oilers get their first opportunity, fans do, and, and the team's first opportunity to see Connor McDavid with Evander Kane and Connor Brown in a preseason game. Um, so I'm going to put you on the spot here. Dry settle with R&H and Hyman, McDavid with Kane and Brown. Does anybody else in the league have as good a top six as that? Um, probably not. And I... And I and I think one of the keys in, in all of this is the addition of what Connor Brown does to the top six. Uh, I don't think you're going to find any player in the NHL that works harder than Connor Brown. And I think you're going to be surprised, too, of how physical he can be. Uh, it's one of the things that I think has always separated him. If he can stay healthy because of that physical play, he'll be a huge difference. The, the, the balance... The balance of the two lines to me is something, too, that not many teams have. When you consider that Hyman and Brown play a similar style of game, uh, and then you have the talent of, of Nugent Hopkins and then the talent of Evander Kane, it is a formidable top six, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, we had a bit of a discussion here about Darnell Nurse, and uh, you know I'm not going to call them haters. Just you know they're they're listening to the show. They're providing. No, they're haters. Okay. They're, no, they're haters. That's established. They're haters. This text comes yeah. in. Sorry, Bob. Uh, Darnell suffers from Sean Horkoff syndrome in Edmonton. In Edmonton, people immediately go to a salary instead of comparables and the stats. Thankfully, all the haters are not the GM of the team, uh, and and so. You know, does it get taken too personally because of the contract? Like, Sean Horkoff was a very effective second-line center. He used to have a, well, he's still a friend of mine, Daily Doug, who used to call in his shows and doesn't as a result of the fact that, uh, I think you know the story, he told me the night the orders won the lottery, Bob, it's now your job to stop Taylor Hall from being traded. And he didn't get to, and I said, well, I go, we're not trading Taylor Hall. And he goes, I'll tell you what. If you guys trade Taylor Hall in the next 18 months, I'm not calling the show because I'm telling you right now they're going to trade Taylor Hall. And sure enough, 14 months later, Pete Shirelli traded Taylor Hall. So uh, away you go. But anyway, circling back, he was a great supporter of Sean Horkoff's. Horkoff signed that six-year deal at $5.5 million, uh, per year, and fans got on Horkoff as he got paid. Is this something that's unique to Canada? Is it of greater... Does it, the smaller the market, does it like? Is it something Edmonton? I don't think it just happens in Edmonton. Do people focus too much on the money that the player makes in terms of the evaluation? <laughs> What's your assessment on that, John? Well, I think it, I think you prioritize it with where you are in the market. Let, let's remember the history of 
the summer, and and there's a there's a coincidence of it, Bob, that yeah. the summer that Darnell came uh, available to sign long term was the summer of the defenseman, right? Yeah, it was the summer of Seth Jones, uh, and and there are others that got paid. Well, I, I mean, Wierenski's an interesting one, but you're right. There, there is, but there, and I think there's more than the three of them uh, that they they became available at a the time when we all thought the cap was going to grow, and there was a demand for Defense. that type of defenseman, and so that's that's just luck of the draw stuff. That's just a fact of life. I mean, imagine if it was this summer. There, there just wouldn't be the money available for any of those guys. Just the way the cap has worked. Well, so th- there are so many, you know, so many things that aligned in favor of the player. Kenny Holland had no choice. No choice he at had, the time. There's another factor, John, and and you remember it, okay? So when Ken Holland took over in May of t- 2019, he goes, "Okay, I got three top four defensemen. I got Clef, right? I got Clefbaum and Larson. Clefbaum and Larson." And by the time we got to 21, where were Clefbaum? Well, Clefbaum was ostensibly at that point retired, though he, you know, mm-hmm. and has never played another game after the 2020 bubble year. And Larson had, you know, turned down $17.5 million on a five-year deal to the Oilers. Okay, he signed for less term, $16 million, four times four in Seattle. He wasn't reached, so the Oilers lost two of their top they had three top four defensemen, and they lost two of them yep. in Clefbaum yeah. and Larson. He's got to keep now. Here's the irony of the situation. If you look, the, the fans that sit there and criticize Ken's Hall, like, you know, I wanted Ken to get active last February. You know that. And he got active. He made a good trade for Echo, and he gave up. But you, if you're sitting there looking at Nurse, you got to remember how it ended up working out for Nugent Hopkins and Kane. Because he won those, like those ones worked to his advantage. Nugent Hopkins might have been able to get fifty million over eight years at one point. The owners got him done on an eight-year deal at five point two five, and then Kane was given the opportunity to test the market, and he couldn't get. And he got the owners got him done four years at five point two five. Both undervalued based upon sort of how we'd see them. So sometimes you got to factor in some other. And I'm not making excuses for Ken. I'm just saying, like I'm with you. I think that some of this is a little bit unfair directly at, at, at Darnell and John directed at Ken. Uh, well, it's the ebbs and flows of the National Hockey League. Things just happen. Uh, and, and and would they happen in 2023? Probably not, just because of the way the structure of, of many contracts and the way the teams are built. Here's the other thing, Bob. It's really easy to be negative. That, that's the that's the one thing about uh, I find with our sport, and particularly in our country. When you ask about it, is it just a Canadian thing? You know, the great thing is that there are always about nineteen thousand experts at every Oiler game in Edmonton. There are also nineteen thousand coaches at every Oiler game in Edmonton. And there are times where there are 19,000 general managers. And that's, that's a reality in the pressures of playing in our country and playing in front of a hockey-mad city. And, you know, you have to take the good with the bad, and, 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 you have to, and you have to respect the opinions and then move on. And I think that that's just a reality of the day. The Oilers play the Vancouver Canucks tonight, John. What is your... I mean, you you have history with Jim Rutherford. You've known him for a long time. He's basically already stated there's another move coming for Vancouver at some point. 
I don't know if that moves Brock Besser, Connor Garland, Tyler Myers. Um, the team has missed the playoffs seven of the last eight years. That said, uh, Rogers uh, rewarded Vancouver quite uh, substantially last summer, John, uh, with <laughs> with their TV deal. Uh, yeah. Despite the fact that Edmonton's got better television numbers since Vancouver. Um, but how do you see the Canucks? Well, I, you know, I think I think they have made some improvements, particularly in their own zone. I think a, a camp with Rick Tockett behind the bench, they're going to play a much more structured defensive game. Uh, I do think Ian Cole will help them in the short term. I think uh, Philip Vronick will help them in the short term. Um, but if you recall that one year where the team did make the playoffs, every game was played at Edmonton. They were in the bubble with Travis Green behind the bench. Yes. And who was the key player in all of that, Bob? It was Thatcher Demko. Yep. And as Thatcher Demko, more, almost more than any other team in the league, as Thatcher Demko goes, so goes the Canucks. We know they can score goals. I mean, they, let's face it, with guys like Pedersen and Miller, they, they're going to be able to score a ton of goals. They, they, that's never been the issue. Keeping them out of their own net has been a major problem, uh, and, and so it's going to fall on Demko. He knows it. He's already stated publicly that this is a do-or-die season for him and for the veteran players on the club. So it's going to be up to how they can stop the puck in their own zone in so many different ways. And by the way, I, I do think that if there is a big move to make, I, I do think it's going to be Tyler Myers more than anything else more than any other player on this club between now and the start of the regular season. Uh, it's not a guarantee, but if you are going to look at teams to, that are in need of defensemen, somebody that needs a new, a new fresh chance somewhere, I do think it's Tyler Myers that's going to be that guy. John, we know that you've always got your eyes and ears uh, plugged in on the, the television and, and radio side of things in the business. And, you know, you do your own podcast, of which you've been the primary driver as Bob McCown re recuperates. How's Bob doing? Uh, he's getting better slowly. But uh, anybody that knows uh, a family member or, or a friend that has a stroke, it's not like breaking a leg. No. You know, you can't put a plate on it and put six screws on it and pretend that it's going to be better. It's going to take a time for Bob and... He, he, he comes on twice a week just to give us a, 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 a mental and physical update. He's getting better, but it's taken time. Yeah, well, and there are lots of changes, uh, and, and we've talked about this all because you talked about the salary cap and the fact that it hasn't progressed the way we were necessarily hoping. And, of course, there's all these regional deals in the states, and there's greater ownership being taken by the respective teams uh, because some of the media partners just simply aren't willing to spend what they were once willing to spend. These are indeed very interesting times, aren't they? I think we're going to find uh, things flesh out in the next 10 days, maybe even seven days uh, for a few of them. It, it may be too uh, inside television stuff, Bob, but yeah, you're, it, it's going to be fascinating. As those of us that uh, buy the, uh, the NHL Live package or the old center ice package and watch more games than... We probably should. Uh, we might notice some differences from some of those outer market games. Uh, but at this point, uh, I think they're hoping to, to stay the course with the, the 12 regional deals that are in question. I think maybe it's, it may even be 11 now because Los Angeles has signed a three-year deal with Valley. 
but from that perspective, uh, this is not a case of a year where there's going to be more money coming in from television. This is one I think everybody's holding their breath that we're going to at least stay level. And will that have a potential uh, on affecting the cap? I don't think so, Bob. I, I, there are enough more positive things coming out of sponsorship, coming out of big events. You know, the outdoor game in Seattle is going to be big numbers. The all-star game in Toronto is going to be big numbers. There's enough money coming in from other business ventures in addition to more tickets being sold in the National Hockey League than ever before that revenues are still going to be driven up even if even if TV numbers and TV uh, uh, revenues in the United States stay flat. John, great stuff. Thanks for joining us on Oilers Now. Talk to you soon. 518 in Edmonton. That's John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. You can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line. Bob, people will focus on the money if the player getting the money is overpaid and not prevent us from getting a high-quality player in return to strengthen our roster. Darnell Nurse's contract prevents us from getting good quality players at a reasonable price. Darnell's a good player, but he's not a $9.25 million player. Again, you can text us. And Jimbo says, could they not have traded Nurse away? We just talked about the fact that Clefbaum was going to retire and Larson wasn't coming back. I think it might have been a little bit risky at that point to have looked at trading uh, Darnell Nurse, in fairness. This show is called Oilers Now. We live in oil country, Brent Ridge Ford. Proud to be associated on the show. Of course, there's a market for some electric vehicles out there as well. The boys at Brent Ridge have a brand new 2022 Mustang Mach-E GT Premium that originally listed for 93k with Ford rebates and a large Brent Ridge discount. This SUV is now available for just over 73k plus GST. If you're considering a new EV and want a bargain, reach out to Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. 780-352-6048. Remember, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. When we come back this day in Oilers history, we'll re-engage Brendan Escott. It's 519 at Edmonton, and you're listening to Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Oilers Now Trivia brought to you all season long game day trivia by Pro-Am Sports. Fan Gave and Fan Gear Specialists for all budgets in Edmonton on St. Albert Trail and ProAmSports.ca. Jack Cookson at Pro-Am Sports. He is a guy that could step in right now and host a sports show, no problem. Telling you that right now. No problem. He would have the chops to do it, the knowledge to do it. Uh... The institutional fundamental understanding of multiple sports and the connections to execute it as well. ProAmSports.ca. All right, to this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. Again, you can join us on our three-night Montreal roadie private suite for the Oilers and the Habs on a Saturday night. It's going to be awesome. Reach out to NewWestTravel.com. And Brendan Escott's back at the 630 Chad Studios. Good luck with the pronunciation, Brendan. Yeah, I've, I've practiced this one a little bit. So we go back to 2006, the Oilers signing undrafted free agent defenseman Sebastian Bisseon. He uh, was an emergency call-up from Valdor of the QMJHL, if you couldn't figure that one out. On March 20th uh, in 2007, he played one of his two NHL games that night. So signed on this day in 06, called up later on in 07. Uh, did not register a point, though, in uh, just under 15 minutes a game over a couple of nights. So the Oilers ran into some injury issues at the end of the 06-07 season. Of course, in 05-06, they went to the seventh game of the Stanley Cup final 
final. There were great expectations at the start of the 06-07 season. Of course, Chris Pronger was traded in the offseason, and the team was decent for about the first third of the year and then had a bunch of injuries. I mean, everybody got hurt. I think Jared Stoll got concussed twice that year. Uh, you know, it was just a real tough campaign for everybody involved. But they ran out of D, and at one point they were looking at a guy, Jay Longarger, who had played for the uh, <laughs> University of Lethbridge Pronghorns. It was a decent uh, junior player. Like they, Gavin McLeod was the Golden Bears captain in 05-06. He, pr- he could have played minor pro all day. He was a six foot five uh, left shot D man. Um, was drafted in the National Hockey League, and but he hadn't played in a year. And they were so desperate at the end of that season that they were they they had to end up bringing in Bissayon of the minors. I'm just trying to think. They had a couple other guys off the top of my head um, that were just. It was. It was. The team ended up going 32, 43, and seven, and that was the year Craig Simpson moved from. Uh, assistant coach into uh, TV. I'm going to run through. So Jason Smith played every game. Schmid played 77. Green played 78. Jan Hayda played 39 that season. Matthew Waugh played 16 on defense. Savret, Danny Savret played 16. Bissy Young got into two games. Brian Young played 15. Like they just kind of ran out of organizational depth defenseman as the season go on, and it really came back to bite him. Ryan Smith missed 29 games that season. Hemsky missed 18. Stoll missed 31. Uh, and it really impacted the team in the second. Oh, Stales played uh, 58 games. Hmm. Steve Stales. All right, uh, Brendan, Sidney uh, Crosby has stated that Connor McDavid could get to 170 points this season. What do you think? 70 goals, 100 assists, why not? Could you imagine? <laughs> I mean, realistically, it's preposterous to say out loud, but um, he hasn't, he's in his prime, right? He's in the early part of his prime. So there's reason to believe that that arrow could still be pointing up. And what does that look like? Maybe it's 170. All right. Uh, tomorrow we'll have a split show. Uh, Ron McLean from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Century Casino will join us. Tomorrow's show will be 5 to 7. Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrus for GCL Diesel. Edmonton Oil Kings GM Kurt Hill uh, will have it. Reed Wilkins has the City Ford face-off show beginning tonight in about seven minutes' time from Studio 99 after a global news, weather, traffic update with Randy Kelburn. Uh, Cam Moon and myself will have the call of tonight's game. Brendan will be part of our show. So, too, will Reed and Rob Brown and Jack Michaels. Uh, so, we'll throw it to Randy, and Reed Wilkins up next live from Studio 99 with the Face Off Show.